welcome to the Harmony and Healing Podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care with health and wellness. I'm Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, certified personal trainer, writer, and now podcaster, coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland with my co-host, Brie Nunley. I am currently in Tallahassee, Florida for my last like three days here. I'm moving to Orlando in about like three more days and then transitioning over to Baltimore, Maryland. I am a trumpet player. I am a music performance major graduating tomorrow. And I'm here to help out Jazzy and talk about time management when it comes to exercise and movement. Um, it was really funny because I've been getting journal memories from last year about like how I would like try to plan my day because I got really sick of like, well, you know, I had a surplus of time. So I was just like, okay, I guess I can just kind of bullet point list the day and call it because I wasn't really like scheduling. I would just like write myself little to-do lists and they look so chaotic to me now. I like look up at my day one. I use like the day one journal and it'll literally be like meditate, make breakfast, yoga, eat. And I'm like, what? What do you want? Why is it like just eat, write, practice, laundry? <laughs> It's very like quarantine Buddhist, basically. Yeah, I think I started scheduling like literally everything about a year ago now. So I, I can go back into my journals. Like I think I'm on a, almost a, a 355 day streak with my, my journaling app where I just like at the beginning of the day, I write out like my plan for the day and at night I write my goals for the next day. I wish I like stuck on it like that. I did not, I would usually get like a, 11 day streak and then like out of the blue I would have like one going out day where I would go to the beach or something and I would just like totally forget about it yeah I mean sometimes I do it retroactively because I did forget in the morning like recently that's been happening a lot because I just don't have my routine here yet so I'll be like oh it's 11 o'clock and I've already been through half my day but let me go and rewrite my schedule based on what I've already done so Facts. yeah yeah but you know, when it comes to exercise, that's very important. So getting into exercising and finding time to do it. So my first tip is going to be scheduling. Facts. Yeah, I never exercise without like planning my exercise. Like it has to like already be planned in the day or else I just can't like randomly in the middle of my day be like, and now I'm going to run. I'll usually, if I do think that, I'll just be like, that'll be a great plan for tomorrow and I'll plan for tomorrow, but I won't just like spontaneously put on workout clothes and make workout food and run outside for no reason yeah that's definitely facts like even for me as a trainer if I don't put it in my calendar I will not find time to exercise like the last few days where I I plan on running in theory but then I don't add it to my calendar so then I magically forget to actually do the thing so then it's just hard to do it if I don't have it written down so good step is actually to plan out your day and then make sure you set time in your schedule for exercising. For sure, for sure. Also, um, if you can plan the workout before you get there as well, that's also like a good part of the scheduling aspect of it. Because if I don't think about like what type of workout I want to do, I don't know, it's been a long time since I like just walked into a gym with no intentions at all. But like, don't do that. <laughs> that's really chaotic like with my like attention span I would not do well if I just like walked into a room full of machines I would probably hop off a machine every five minutes if I didn't have like a structured plan 
Yeah, that's that's also true, especially with running, because if you don't plan out your running route in advance, you might get screwed over. Um, I did that the other day where I'm just like, oh, I can keep going. I can keep going. So I went out three miles and then my body decided to give out and then I had to walk back three miles and walking back three miles is a lot longer than running three miles. So plan out what you're going to do, mileage included. How are you feeling today? Today is good. I actually ran like four and a half miles this morning. So nice. Yeah. I'm like, you're like a machine. I don't know. I feel like anyone who can run over like two miles is just like automatic machine status, you know? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just don't. I have a bias because I have this friend who's like an ultra marathoner kind of. So. Oh my gosh. No, you have to remember that like 70% of people literally can't run a mile without crying. <laughs> <laughs> So you're already in the top 30% of like human physical health. Fair enough. Yeah. Cause I, I'm like, oh, it's only a short four mile run. Like for me, it doesn't feel <laughs> like Cause she's just like, yeah, I ran 15 miles, you know? And yeah, I'm like, you guys are like human cars. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kaylee if you're listening. Um, How many miles have you put on your engine? That'd be cute if like someone actually managed to keep track of every single mile they ran while running, like they were a car. That's what I know some running like. apps. Yeah. They like keep up with like your total. Yeah. I, I should probably look at my total and kind of be like reflecting on it. Like, ooh, look at what I did. My goal was to run a hundred kilometers this month. I don't think I hit that. I'm I'm close. I'm like 10 away. I but don't know what kilometers mean. I can't front on that one. No. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about 60 miles or so, I think. 60 miles. Yeah. All right. All right. That sounds like a ridiculous time. I mean, what what what's the what's the what's the end game here? Who are we running from that long? <laughs> what are we outrunning? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. The app just gave the goal, and I, I, I'm very goal oriented. If I don't have a goal to do something, I'm really not going to do it. Like that's why I decided to add the half marathon because after I finished the 10k, I'm like, oh, I don't need to run anymore. But then I, I kind of enjoy running, so I need to get myself out there somehow. <laughs> my, my parents are big why people, so like it's really hard to get me to do things if I can't find like a rational basis to it. So I can like run two miles because I'm like, yeah, you know, effects, things happening, working out. Yeah, growth. But then like past two miles, I'm like, I don't really, I don't really see a need, you know, like I, I, I felt the burn. We made progress. <laughs> I'm not out of shape. I think we're done here. <laughs> I feel like we're very polarizing sides of fitness because I'm very content. <laughs> I mean base level it's okay base level <laughs> i move but i don't like groove and grind like jazzy okay all right so getting back to scheduling a good tip for scheduling right now if you seem to think like okay i can't schedule time for exercise i have no time in my schedule i'm pretty sure you're lying to yourself because you're probably using your time with something else that's eating away your time so a good way to keep track of that is to maybe look at your phone time usage and just see where your time is going. Because if you're spending three hours scrolling Facebook or Instagram, then that's three hours you could be exercising. That's three hours that are in your schedule. You're just not using them productively. The only people I will give an excuse to are the micro-influencers out there. 
<laughs> you know, like if you're like making money off of those accounts and like you have over a thousand followers on those accounts, yeah, I get it. Spend a couple hours a day on those accounts. But if they're not benefiting you at all, just remember you are the product to a social media network. They want you on those apps as long as possible so they can get advertising views. So don't let them continue to use you, like continue to use yourself and like benefit yourself with your time like Jazzy's talking about. Like don't spend eight hours a day on your phone if your phone isn't like really benefiting you financially or mentally right now, if you could be taking care of yourself physically and mentally. Exactly. And then um, going off of that, the mental aspect, social media is really detrimental to mental health. I don't know if you've read studies, but I know they showed there's like an increase in anxiety and depression if you are using social media even longer. Um, There's also the social dilemma on Netflix that if you haven't watched that, you probably should because it's kind of scary to think about. It's very scary. Yeah. Yeah, the topic of like depression with like in relation to um, social media usage and like the statistics they use in like the social dilemma documentary was like almost double the amount of self-harm in pre-teens since the invention of social media. And that's, that's a big sad. I probably, like if I have kids, I probably wouldn't want to have them on social media till they're in high school for that reason, just because that's way too high consequence to be like slightly more popular in middle school you know I'd rather you like yourself and have a couple less friends than (laughs) be like craving on the internet for people like we'll figure out a different way you know but social media is also bad for um well young women like us a lot of young women like us are getting bbls right now because they're on social media all day and they feel like that's just like what people look like so do you know what a bbl is no i do not a bbl is a brazilian butt lift where they extract the fat from other parts of your body and put it into your curvier parts to give you a more quote-unquote hourglass figure oh gosh But, you know, for the people who get this surgery and don't continue to take care of themselves and work out, they end up looking just about the same like a year later. Hmm. And it's also incredibly like dangerous surgery. It doesn't have like, you know, it's not a guarantee that it's going to end well, like putting your fat in different parts of your body. You know, that's not exactly a great spice. So social media is also not great for women our age because it's giving this like weird sensation of like, why is my butt not like four times the size of my stomach? And it's like, that's not what a human body looks like. So maybe just be more content. Like, it's just sad because social media is creating like this super false imaging for women that we can't actually be without spending thousands of dollars anymore. And it makes me sad to see. And I really hope we can like move on from this imaging (laughs) some point in the future. Yeah. But I guess on that topic, the key to a good butt is actually doing a lot of resistance training in the glute area and just getting that muscle bigger because it's it's muscle you want there, not fat. Okay, okay. So what are your favorite resistance exercises for glutes? Squats, deadlifts, two basic um, compound lifts for those the, the legs, basically. Gotcha. How much do you like lift when you do, like, what would you recommend as like a beginner lifting amount for squats or do you recommend no lift? So you want to get your form right first. 
So just start mm -hmm. with body weight squats, just focus on keeping your toes pointed straight forward, having your feet hip width apart, and just getting down to about 90 degrees, probably below 90 degrees if you can. And then once you add that form solid, you don't feel like stressed out with the body weight, then you can add dumbbells, um, maybe start with like five pounds in each hand first. And then eventually you can go to barbell training. Um, and then you would just start with the bar and then slowly add weight. Nice, nice. Yeah. So that's a nice like IRL workout tip with Jazzy. I think like, that's the first like IRL workout tip we've gotten. Um, that'll be $5 um, for anyone who uses that tip. <laughs> Jazzy is a certified trainer. We don't play around. <laughs> Clocks um, in at home. <laughs> clocking in. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. And um, adding movement throughout your day, I guess is like kind of like my sneaky way of like being in shape without really actively working out is the whole Brie didn't have a car for a while. So I still prefer to walk if it's anywhere under a mile because it seems silly after like having a, like not having a car for so long. I feel ridiculous if I suddenly like drive to a place that I walked to for years. Yeah, definitely. Like this is, this is moving on from scheduling and talking about being efficient in order to get your exercise in because trying to get it in throughout the day is definitely a lot easier than just kind of like throwing an hour block into your schedule when it doesn't feel like you have an hour because you might have five minutes every hour to do something. So if you like do five minutes every single hour a day, let's say you're active for like eight hours, that's, that's 40 minutes of activity right there that you did just by walking five minutes an hour. So you, you can definitely get stuff in your schedule that way, especially if it feels daunting to just look at a block of exercise. Um, my mom works from home and her favorite way to like keep herself from feeling like lethargic about it because she does um, like online admissions counseling. She'll stand while she works like half her day and sit the other half of the day because she just like hates sitting that long. She thinks it's like the grossest thing. So she's like, I just got to stand. <laughs> but it like gives her that like, you know, She'll just kind of like walk in place, have her headset on. <laughs> she just likes to stay mobile. And I think that's like another good way. Like if you're working from home and you're trying to figure that out still, looking at the way things are going right now in Florida, at least it seems like people may be going back to working home eventually. So if you do end up doing that, just try to like incorporate standing time and walking around time and try not to get too comfortable in like a seated position working from home. Yeah, actually, it turns out that standing does not use much more energy than sitting does. So really? where you're getting your energy usage from when you're standing is because you tend to walk more while you're standing. So not necessarily getting a standing desk, but maybe a treadmill desk. That's a new thing that they have where you can get like a treadmill and then like a desk that goes over the treadmill. And then you can just slowly walk while doing your work throughout the day. Um, if you don't have that money, you can get a desk cycle, which is what I use most of the time. Um, it goes under your desk. Um, I paid 200 for the one that I have now. And it's not, it's definitely worth the money, I would say. I paid more, but they have cheaper models on the, on the market, but you get what you pay for. But those are nice ways to just add movement throughout the day while you're doing other things where it seems like you have to sit still, especially in Zoom meetings, when you are just sitting for hours in front of a screen and you're not moving if you don't need to. Sometimes it's kind of awkward because people can see me swaying a bit in Zoom meetings, but if you get really good at it, you can be discreet or you can just give a disclaimer like, hey, I'm using a desk cycle because I can't be sitting still for 
like three hours of my day. I'm a swear. I've never really cared. <laughs> like, I don't use a death cycle, but like, I was swaying like the whole time Jazzy was talking. I think that's just like by nature of like, there's usually like a solid 10 things going on in my head, usually at least one song. I can't fully ignore the song, so I end up in a bit of a sway. <laughs> I, I feel that when I get bored or I, there's like a lull in the conversation, I just kind of start like dancing. And then people are like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm at the club in my head. (laughs) Yeah, in my head, I'm at the club. (laughs) Club Penguin is on and popping in my head. Oh, wait, I was going to say, when I study, because I know I like have shared my practice rule about like 10 and 2, but I do that on like studying and work mode too. So if I'm doing like a lot of like Zoom classes or Zoom meetings, I will try my best to like give myself like 20 for every hour if possible like if the meetings allow it I will try to give myself 20 minutes of like walking around time alternating if possible with like fresh air because I'm also addicted to sunshine I feel like a human plant sometimes because I really do need sunshine (laughs) um so like it was really important for me during like my zoom class time to like take that moment of like basically recess and just like recharge myself outside and be like a person so this is like during class or after class? Um, this is like what I would do, like as soon as the class would end, like waiting for like another thing to do, like, you know, cause like the days would be kind of like hectic with the Zoom classes. Like every time you weren't in a class, you needed to be doing something anyway, but I would still just try to give my like brain a moment to like not be stagnant, but not be like running, I guess. Just like okay. a moment of like peace before like I made myself do something else. Yeah, I did that in when I first moved to my house in Michigan. Like I, I got into a habit of between every single Zoom class, I would just take one lap around my neighborhood. And that would definitely like help me just stay sane between all the meetings I was in. Mm-hmm. Also, like good healthy snacks are another nice way to like treat yourself and recharge while you're like staying home. Yeah, definitely. Stick into Whole Foods. Try to avoid processed foods as much as you can. <laughs> I need to get better about that. I am Hard. processed foods at the moment. Like I am a processed food right now. <laughs> they're very convenient, which is the problem. And they're also inexpensive because for some reason, broccoli is super expensive. And it's like, I just want to be healthy. Like, why do I have to pay like $3 for one single crown of broccoli? Like that doesn't make sense, especially out here in the city. Yeah, this is why, like, uh, ideally, I would love to be, um, like, by 40 years old, self-sustaining with, like, a miniature farm. Mm. That would be my hope. Because I would love to have, like, just, like, at least, like, seven solid vegetables and crops that I could always, like, eat and feed from off of myself. Because, you know, I hate capitalism. So that'd be nice. (laughs) (laughs) Starting small with adding movement throughout your day? Yeah, so you wanna start small with adding movement because like I said, starting to do like 30 minutes a day might seem really daunting. So just start with like maybe two minutes a day. That's more movement than you were doing before and then slowly increase that. Um, What I tell my clients is to pay attention to your steps. So a lot of people, they start with like, I think the average step count is around two to 3000 steps, which is kind of sad. Um, it's, it's not, it's like just over a mile a day, 
which is nothing. That means you're literally just sitting still forever. Maybe you're like walking back and forth from the fridge, but you need to be moving more than that. So I'll tell my clients, okay, so can you commit this week to just adding 500 more steps to your day? So then they'll go from 2000 to 2,500 and then they realize that's manageable. So then the next week you add another 500 and then you just keep doing that until hopefully one day you're at 10,000 steps a day, which is about five miles of walking. And that will definitely, it's not a magic number, but it's making, it's meaning you're active. So you just want to be an active individual. Yeah, that's about the, uh, the Brie level of activity. You just want to be a Brie, you know, just a solid base level human functioning. You're not really hitting any milestones, but you're not really destroying yourself either. <laughs> um. Yeah, but it's also important to realize that if you are like, if you have like a weight loss goal or just a goal to get better health in general, it's that movement throughout the day that actually makes the difference. Um, adding an hour of exercise, like you go run on a treadmill for an hour for some reason, that's not doing anything to you because what your body will do in turn is actually decrease the movement you're doing and use less energy throughout the day. So you tend to move less. You also tend to justify things like, oh, I ran today. Let me just take the elevator. So it's the non-exercise activity thermogenesis meet, which is the activity that's not exercise. And that's the stuff that adds up over time to help you actually have calorie burn throughout your day my grandmas both had like the craziest saying about like elevators they were like that is bad luck because like you know elevators got invented like when they were like way older like it wasn't always like you know so they were like oh yeah it's like bad luck to go on an elevator like I don't take elevators as long as I can physically move myself I will not take an elevator so like I do that too kind of which was like annoying when I lived like on a fifth floor because I was like as long as I can move myself I will walk up these stairs but like it's the little things like that that would like keep me in shape without having to drag myself to the gym just like always taking myself up the stairs and always just kind of ignoring the elevator yeah oftentimes the stairs are faster than the elevator too like, I love those times when somebody's like, I'll take the elevator. And I'm like, I'll just take the stairs. And then you beat them up there and you're just kind of waiting. Like, okay, you know, I just want to stand outside the elevator. First. Yeah. <laughs> just like, oh, hey, how was that? <laughs> Man versus the machine. I have won again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a big move. Honestly, on efficiency, the stairs are just more efficient. Yep. So another thing you can do um, in efficiency terms, I guess these kind of go together as like different types of workouts that you can add to your schedule. So there's one where it's split training and then the other is high intensity interval training. So split training is not the same as body, body split training, but what it is rather is you split your workouts up into two parts. So like for me, my weightlifting routines, they're at least an hour because of the rest time I need between all my sets. So one way to do that, if I don't actually have an hour in my day is to do half an hour in the morning and then the other half in the evening. So doing that actually increases the frequency you're working out your muscles. So you might actually get better results that way too. Um, if you're not doing that, it'll actually add a new stimulus to your exercise. So you will find different benefits to that as well. With high intensity interval training, um, that's basically any sort of high intensity workout. So you go between periods of extreme high intensity and periods of rest. So that would be, okay, I'm going to run all out for 30 seconds. Then I'm going to walk for 60 minutes, or 60 seconds, not 60 minutes. 
Um, and then you're going to repeat that 10 times. And you're going to do that for maybe about half an hour when you're doing high intensity interval training activities. Don't do more than half an hour at once because it is really intense if you're actually doing it properly. Yeah, high intensity interval. What was that last word? Training. Training. <laughs> Always like, I, I think I've heard my brother say that like a bunch of times, like while he's working out. I and mean, each time I've been like, this is yucky. Like, I. <laughs> Like, I don't know why that term in particular has always, like, intimidated me. High-intensity interval Yeah, I don't like it. I used to like it, but I feel like most people just do it because they think it burns the most calories and it's the most effective. And it does have, it burns the most calories in the shortest amount of time. It's a very efficient form of exercise. But if you don't like it, it's not going to be something that's good for you. Yeah, like, with that type of thing, I feel like I could do it on accident, like, in a class. Like, I'm sure they've done that to me, like, in, like, some kickboxing class I've gone to, like, or, like, some, like, running, what's the word, spin class. They've definitely done, like, that type of beat in a spin class, for sure. But, like, by myself, I will tell myself no, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm not going to keep up with that high-intensity beat once I've slowed down. I'll be like, okay, so run really fast 60 seconds and then walk 60 seconds. You know, I think I should do like 90 seconds. Actually, like 120 seconds. Actually, I don't know. You're still kind of out of breath. Maybe we should. <laughs> so I'm better off just like making myself run until I give out. Because if I do just 60 seconds, it's like weirdly hard for me to like get myself back on the train. Yeah, so like it's definitely for those people who are concerned about time commitment, I would say, because it is the most like efficient form of exercise. I said that with air quotes, because it, you only need to do like 15 minutes of it to get a benefit. Like if you're like just kind of jogging for 15 minutes, that's really not much, unfortunately. Um, I guess our next topic is going to be about changing your mindset on working out and self-care. Yeah, so the first thing that you're going to do as far as mindset changing is treating exercise like self-care. Um, we mentioned in our last episode about how movement is definitely really beneficial to you um, as far as increasing your productivity and getting better sleep and things like that. So if you prioritize exercise as a form of self-care, like you do like watching Netflix, then it might make you more apt to find a way to prioritize that in your day. Definitely. You should definitely like try to have some type of like mental toolkit of things that help you when you're feeling certain emotions. So I said like in the last episode when I'm feeling anxious and my thoughts get too cluttered, I will try meditating. But if they're so cluttered, I can't even meditate. Then my next toolkit solution would be going for a run. So try to like know like what exercises are like helping you and what ways you can know when to use them for yourself for self-care. A good one for me for grounding when I'm feeling like my body's kind of like tense is yoga. Like I really like to do yoga when I'm feeling I just need like better inner peace and meditation isn't like enough on its own and also better like body connectivity because if you're feeling like disassociation or like you're having a hard time like staying present, yoga is really good because it forces you to constantly breathe and move with the flow of your body. So I think that also helps if you're kind of like trapped at home and trying to figure out how to remain present with your body. 
Yeah, yoga is definitely a really good form of exercise because it is exercise and then it also activates that the meditation aspect of things. I used to do it. I got really bored of it and then I stopped doing it several months ago and then I can't get myself to do it again because I'm really bad at it now. Um, oh. Yeah. Because like I, I was so consistent that I got to like the intermediate advanced level on my app and then oh, nice. now like I tried to do that and I can't. So then I lost all of my motivation because I don't want to go back and start at beginner two. So I yeah, I guess it's app. a I've avoided uh, yoga apps because I kind of want to avoid that type of like merit system with yoga. Um, I have a book that gives me like different yoga poses, and like I occasionally will watch like YouTube videos of like guided yoga stuff, and I'll do that with people, but. I'm just kind of like content with the process. I don't really know where I'm at with yoga per se. <laughs> I feel like we're all beginners of life. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, I like to use like my yoga as like my self-care moment if my life's feeling like too cluttered. <laughs> but if I'm feeling too like locked in and like bored running. So just know which one works for you and like when it helps you best. Yeah. Now, another thing um, to help with changing your mindset around exercise is pairing it with something else that you actually enjoy already. So I have mentioned before how I started exercising by sitting on a recumbent bike and watching Netflix. So I paired my exercise, which was the recumbent biking with Netflix, which is something I already like doing. So doing that can definitely create a sense of enjoyment because by association, you're going to finally associate exercise with the good feelings you have with the other activity. Um, another thing that could be is pairing it with getting some sort of reward, but again, don't try to reward yourself too much with external things because then you won't have the internal motivation to start exercising on your own. Yeah. Another really good example of pairing exercise with something else you enjoy is like, I love watching, like when you go to the gym and you can see like all of like the moms in the Zumba class. And they're just like so happy because they love like the music and everything. So I guess like going back to like my tip from last week about um, like finding music that you can like think of and enjoy that makes you excited about the workout while you're working out. Because if you can have like music that you really enjoy that makes you feel like you're at a party wherever you are, that's like still going to translate to when you're on the treadmill. You're just going to kind of feel like you're running is like the same as dancing. Um, but then like, or same with like Stairmaster vibes. Honestly, Stairmaster, I feel like you need to like watch something, listen to something. Yeah. Yeah. Because like Stairmaster, you don't go like quite fast enough for like music to like work there. <laughs> yeah, it's so miserable. I like, I like I used... to watch the people on the Stairmaster because like people use that because they're like, oh, this is the best form of exercise for weight loss. And I'm like, oh, but I'll just like watch them. And they're like, oh. I'm going really <laughs> slow for half an hour and I'm just like oh I feel so bad for you like you're so misguided but yeah. what's the what's the tea on the Stairmaster Jazzy give it to me so nothing's wrong with the Stairmaster if you actually enjoy it but don't force yourself to do an exercise like climbing stairs if you don't actually enjoy that um the problem with like people <laughs> on it are they're the people who are their goal is probably weight loss and if you're trying to lose weight, the best exercise for losing weight is resistance training. It's not doing cardio for hours. What exactly is resistance training, though? Oh, okay. I've mentioned this so many times. I know, but I feel like I still don't understand for my smooth brain <laughs> one more time. 
So resistance training is any form of exercise where you're using resistance. So that's, that's weightlifting, that's body weight exercises. That's just things where like push-ups, pull-ups, bicep curls, things like that. So any sort of like non-cardio activity. Gotcha. Wait, why isn't cardio the tea? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we could totally do a whole separate episode on this because I can go on it forever. Cardio versus resistance training. <laughs> yes. But for now, in the short run. <laughs> so, okay. I'm trying to think of how to condense this into like a non-scientific conversation. <laughs> but so cardio, it's an anti-tissue exercise, whereas resistance training is a pro-tissue exercise. So you would think, okay, you know, I'm trying to lose weight, so I'm trying to burn fat, so I would want to do an anti-tissue exercise. However, that's training your body to destroy itself almost. So you're going to start off by burning fat, but you're also going to burn muscle with that. And you want your muscle because your muscle is burning the most calories. I think it's, I'm not going to say numbers because I'm going to mess this up but muscle burns significantly more calories than fat or any other tissue burns in your body. So in order to lose weight, you want to speed up your metabolism by increasing the amount of muscle you have so that you can lose, or you can burn more calories at rest. So that's like the first goal that you want to have. So by resistance training, you're building up the muscle tissue. You're boosting your metabolism. You don't have to cut as many calories to lose weight. Whereas with cardio, you're going to burn muscle you're going to slow down your metabolism because your body's trying to get more efficient at the activity that you're doing. And then in the end, you're going to have to cut more calories in order to get the same results, or you're going to have to start doing more cardio because I think it takes about two weeks for your body to adapt to the activity you're doing if you're not adjusting it. So if you go and you run half an hour, like, yeah, maybe the first time you run for half an hour, you're burning like 300 calories by two weeks later, you're only going to be burning like maybe 150 because your body tries to get better at what it, it keeps being asked to do. Gotcha. Now question, if I'm like on the Stairmaster or like the treadmill and I like crank that treadmill resistance up to 10, do I have a cardio resistance combo? You're shaking your head. This is a no, this is a no. <laughs> no, it, it might feel like it, but it's still cardio because you have <laughs> your heart rate in the cardio zone. Like you're still training your body to like, be be pumping really fast. You want your body to be efficient in order to create that activity. Your body is going to pare down muscle in order to do that. So yeah, it's just like funny. It's just funny because it's just like you're a fool. <laughs> no, that's still cardio breathing. Yeah, well, we'll do. We should do an episode on fitness myths soon. Ooh, fitness myth busting. Honestly, I'm saying it now. Um, email me at. T-R-P-B-R-I-E T -R -P -B -R -I -E at gmail.com with some of your fitness questions and we'll add it to our fitness myth busting episode. Okay. <laughs> Going back to our topics though, make your exercise social. So I guess that goes back to like the class topic I mentioned with like meeting up with people in like a Zumba class. Cause like I don't know. It's cute when you have like your girls you're used to seeing at this class every Tuesday, Thursday, 6 p.m. That's cute. <laughs> yeah, it's also good if you like pair talking to somebody on the phone with walking to so doing walk and talks. Maybe you're both walking at the same time while talking on the phone. 
I did that a lot at the beginning of the pandemic when I would have like, so I was quarantined like two weeks in Orlando and my mom would give me like a one hour release to walk around (laughs) and I'd be like, oh, cool. So I have one hour of privacy to talk on the phone and one hour of freedom to walk around. So I was definitely like on the phone and walking around at the same time. Yeah. And it gives like off the feeling of multitasking because then you're not wasting one hour just talking on the phone while kind of sitting there and then trying to find another hour later to walk. Like you're just doing, you're getting two things done at once. We love that. I also like um, when you can try, I don't know. I'm kind of, are you pro or anti gym buddy? It depends on who you are. I'm anti gym buddy only because people are unreliable and will distract you and kind of deter you from your goals yeah that's why it depends on who you are (laughs) yeah because I'm like pretty um I'm a consistent person like once I start working out I kind of stay on the train however if I start with a person who claims to be my gym buddy they'll usually tap out around round three and then I feel silly around around seven you know (laughs) So it's like, I would have been better off just starting by myself if I would have just kept going on my own anyway. Yeah. So that will actually bring us to our last um, major point, which is finding accountability. So a workout partner for some people is a really good idea because that means like you're going with somebody else. You don't want to let somebody else down if you're actually motivated by not letting somebody else down. So it might get you into the gym more often because you're like, oh, well, my friends relying on me to also go to the gym. I don't want to make it so they have to not go to the gym and things like that. However, if you have like a bad workout partner who like keeps flaking on you and then you feel uncomfortable going without them, then it's not going to work. Like I know I started off with the workout buddy when I was doing my weight loss journey and then she just kept flaking. And at the first few times I was just like, oh, I can't go because she can't go. But then later I'm just like, why am I not going? Cause she's not going. Like I, I, I have the ability to be my own person. Accountability is definitely good for some people. I'm going to mention the four tendencies framework, which I haven't mentioned on this podcast yet, but it's a framework that Gretchen Rubin created. Um, She's an author about habit change, basically. And it says that people are either rebels, obligers, questioners, or upholders. So um, I'm an upholder, which means I respond to both outer accountability and inner accountability. Rebels only, they don't respond to any form of accountability, outer or inner. Um, upholder, or sorry, not upholders. Um, obligers respond to outer accountability, but they hesitate with inner accountability. And then questioners respond to inner accountability, but not really outer accountability. So um, if you go to GretchenRubin.com quiz, you can take the quiz and figure out what your tendency is yourself. But those people, so specifically upholders and obligers, obligers make up most of the population. You're going to benefit from finding some form of outer accountability because that will actually help you reach your goal. I wish I, I got to do that quiz and come back to you next week and let you know which one I am because I want to know which one I'll be. I don't think I'm an obliger just because I do do horrible at just like copying people and making that work for me um, I think I'm yeah I, I was about to say I, like, I would be more of a questioner but a questioner doesn't sound like a fun guy you know the rebels are um, the, the ones who are like they're because diff- they don't respond to inner accountability either like if somebody tells them to do something they're like no now that you said don't, don't like to do that I'm not going to do that and 
you know, they're rebelling everything. But I think you're a questioner. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm a questioner too. <laughs> but it's okay because I have really high internal accountability. So <laughs> yeah, no one's going to be more mad at me than me. <laughs> Anyways, so ending my four tendencies. Oh, wait, actually, um, oh. something about like finding a workout partner, make sure they're like at your, so like, at your like goal level consistency level but also like at your place workout wise because if you meet up with someone and they're like working out for three years like let's say jazzy wants me to be her workout partner we would be horrible (laughs) workout partners i would have to politely decline jazzy and ask her to be my trainer instead because we would not do well as workout partners I would feel very ashamed, honestly, if I worked out next to Jazzy. Nothing I did would feel all that great. And um, I would definitely distract Jazzy as well. Like Jazzy's not getting her efficient workout done with me next to her going, this is a meme and stopping halfway through. <laughs> yes, that's that's a good thing to bring up because in, in the gym, I see people come in like with partners and they're not anywhere near each other and then it is kind of hard for them like to do the same workout because like one person's doing great and then the other person's like not doing it quite as well but then the person's not a trainer so they can't correct them and it's just it's kind of a mess so yeah if if you can't find a workout partner at your same level get a personal trainer it can help you facts and also i we talked about this already on last week but can you like remind them like what are the benefits of having a personal trainer? Yeah, so a personal trainer is going to be somebody, they hold you accountable. For some people, it's because you're paying them. For other people, it's because you don't want to let them down by not showing up, hashtag some of my clients. And then they also make sure that you have programming specific to your goals and specific to your body. Because otherwise, if you follow a generic program online, it's not accounting for the fact that you have back pain or that you have a forward shoulder deviation where you need to actually strengthen your back muscles in order to bring your shoulders back so you don't have issues in the future. So a personal trainer will work to figure out what your your issues are and then try to find exercises that are going to address them and not aggravate the issues and then develop programming that's going to be the most effective for you. Mm-hmm. And Jazzy made a really good point last week about how like some people will like wince at like the price of a personal trainer. It's pretty equivalent to like the same as like you would pay someone for like a classical music hour. But like some people will, like wince at the price, but like at the end of the day, like that maybe like a month of work with Jazzy will give you like the knowledge you need to take care of your body to avoid like fifty thousand dollars worth of like medical expenses later, you know? Yeah. So it seems like a lot at the moment, but you're avoiding much more later on. Exactly. So going back to accountability, the next thing, if you thrive on outer accountability is using a habit tracking app. So I have this app called Streaks, where basically I have several things that I want to do every day. And then I say like, okay, I completed that for this day. And then it like develops streaks just as because I really like streaks. So I think my 10,000 step goal streak is about like almost 200 days now. So like using an app like that, I think there's one called Don't Break the Chain but apps where you can just monitor to see, am I hitting my goals and setting that as a goal so that you find it important to prioritize within your day. Mm -hmm. And if you're um, more old fashioned, like myself, journaling your workouts is also like pretty traditional style, just like 
keeping track of yourself, at least at the bare minimum, and always like looking back at the previous day and trying to at least be better than you were the day before. If you find like those apps to be a bit too intimidating and overwhelming, just write where you're at, like what you're comfortable doing in a workout and just surprise yourself on where you end up a month later by just keep trying to improve from the day before. Yeah, it's definitely a good suggestion there. My brother loves that. And, you know, he has like a solid, like he was, I think like breaching on 300 pounds in high school and got himself down to like 170 military requirements before he graduated by just journaling himself and just always wanting to be better than that guy yesterday. Oh, yeah, that's admirable. Yeah. Step bet. What's a step bet? So the final thing for accountability, if you have, if you thrive on accountability by paying money, um, other than getting a personal trainer, you can get, there are apps out there that are like step bets and weight bet apps. I used one called Healthy Wage, where I bet that I could lose 50 pounds within a year. And I was paying like $50 a month um, into that bet. And then by the end of it, if I did it, like they increased um, what I was putting in. So I think I got $1,600 out of that. And if you don't hit your goal, then you lose your money. So they have those for weight loss and they have them for getting a certain number of steps and increasing your step goals. So I think one is just called step bet. Um, So healthy wage and step bet are definitely options for you if that motivates you. Yeah, that that concludes the episode. This is very informative. Uh, I hope nothing went over your head. If it did, let us know. And then I can explain it in our fitness myth episode. Talks off. Again, my email will be T R P B R I E at gmail.com. If you want to send us any of your fitness myths and questions, I do think I slowed down things in today's episode enough to where, like, we should have everyone on track for today. But if there's anything that you're doing in your workout routine that you're wondering, like, you know, I don't want to pay a personal trainer right now, but we do have Jazzy here, email me. <laughs> Yeah. Or you could try to do virtual personal training with me. So Ooh. are we offering virtual personal training service? It's an option. It is Ooh. not free, but if <laughs> you thrive <laughs> on paying money for things. How do people contact you for that? So you can email me at Piggot Jasmine, P-I-G-O-T-T-J-A-S-M-I-N-E at gmail.com. That's one G, two T's. <laughs> yes. Exactly. With an S and an E. We're going to move on to our roses and thorns and buds. So Brie, what's your rose this week? Or My rose this week is the literal roses in front of me from my hymn recital last night. Not last night. Was it two nights ago? Hmm. Well, no, it was like literally just yesterday. Time is like so weird right now because each day is so impactful. This last week I'm in Tallahassee. We only recorded like two days ago, but I definitely feel like I saw you a whole week ago. (laughs) That was really fun. It was nice to play hymns for like the people at First Baptist Tallahassee and get a chance to say goodbye to them because I didn't have like a lot of people like I couldn't I wasn't allowed to have more than like 10 people at my senior recital. But, you know, there was no cap in like the church sanctuary and we could spread people out. So that was nice. Oh, yeah. What's your rose? It's my rose. I've gotten more clients in the last two days. Um. So I think I sold two sessions after we recorded the last episode, which was two days ago. And then I got two sessions yesterday. So that means I got four new clients already. So I'm thriving right now. (laughs) 
I'm 30, flirty, and thriving. <laughs> um, my bud for this week is going to be graduation tomorrow. Um, whoop, whoop. Freedom from Florida State University. Attica, Attica. <laughs> What's your bud? Um, my bud, I guess there's an orientation session tomorrow. And it's like my first interaction with um, Peabody since I decided to go to the school like <laughs> or four months ago. So I'm, I'm excited to just get to feel like I'm going to the school finally, even though it's down the street. How's the Baltimore acclimation been? It's going. It's um, going? Yeah, it's, it's going. Any favorite it's, food places yet? No, I still need to check out more. There's like two that are like down the street. There's a pizza place called Iggy's. That's it's pretty good. It's like genuine Italian. Like it's not Ooh. like basic pizza. So I like that. I was surprised because coming from New York, I have my my bias. Standards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Honestly, my favorite pizza in New York is probably like not the best pizza in New York, but I love Two Brothers Pizza. It's just like always at the right price, always the right amount of grease for me. I haven't tried. They're like they sell like there's like two slices for like two fifty and a can of soda. Oh, it's been that price since I was like five. I just they have like two locations in Brooklyn, and they're real good. Check them out next time I'm up there. Then yeah, when we we'll be there together at the end of August. (laughs) So it won't be. We'll we'll talk about that later. (laughs) Oh, no pizza party for me. Um, my Florin is no pizza party with me and Jazzy go to New York. <laughs> um, no, my Thorn is, I still don't know um, like what August looks like. My life is basically imploding by Saturday and I have no idea where I'm living or like what I'm doing like August 1st through 9th while I like figure everything out in Baltimore. So wish me luck and we'll figure it out next week, I guess. I'll have some great updates for you. <laughs> My thorn is definitely just not developing a routine here because it's been stressing me out. Like it's been significant because I'm just, I'm, I guess, cause I'm a Virgo. I'm very big on like scheduling and having everything lined up properly. And right now, like my life is not looking like that at all. Like I have training sessions, like kind of throughout the day. So it's like, do I go home or do I stay out here for like two hours doing nothing? And then I don't really have a consistent morning routine. Like I went on a run this morning, but then yesterday I like literally did not do any, any sort of thing at all. And then I, I have a ton of stuff that I procrastinated on because I got it assigned back in like April and then they gave me an August 1st deadline. And I looked at that August 1st deadline like, yeah, I got time. And Period. You know, August 1st is uh, three days away and some of these things are not done yet. So... Me. What is yeah. this me? <laughs> me graduating tomorrow with a class I haven't finished yet. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, procrastination. It's okay because we're we're talented. So unfortunately, we are capable, but it's just not right to do this to ourselves. <laughs> no? Yeah. I keep saying like, I'm gonna no... work on my procrastination. Like I always say I'm gonna work on it. I'm like, next time, like this is the time I learned my lesson. And then next time, a procrastinator's comes, favorite procrastination is procrastination. <laughs> yes, that, that is it. Procrastinating on figuring out procrastinating. <laughs> like, Literally, any one of these days now, I'll figure out how to stop procrastinating. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a funny, like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think I say that to myself every finals week I've ever been at Florida State. 
I always say, and you know what, Brie? This is the last finals week. We do that to ourselves because that was yucky and we like sleep and not crying. Because <laughs> like I can like unlock an avatar state that like gets things done. Like, you know, it'll get done. But like, do we need to do that? There's like a version of me out there that could have like, you know, there's this cute thing I hear these other people do where they do like a little bit of work every day till something's due blows my mind every time I meet one of those people honestly <laughs> yeah, I'm like my really worst did procrastination that. was definitely for my DMA applications because I was procrastinating deciding whether I wanted to do a DMA so I finally figured out a week before DMA applications were due that I was going to do a DMA and so I had my recording stuff done and that was great but then there was this writing sample due and I'm like I got time to do this writing sample you know it's not that bad but <laughs> I had to write a 13 page paper in three days based on research I did like two years ago because I didn't have any history classes where I wrote a paper for. So I had to write my own. And I that sounds doable to me. Oh, yeah. That sounds doable to me. <laughs> so doable. My no, I don't know. Cause like, done I know me. some people who like don't procrastinate who are like, couldn't do it. But I'm like, 13 pages, you got the research in the file. I mean, sounds like plenty of time. I mean, it happened. <laughs> I got it done. Yeah. But I know someone not... else who's like oh, listening man. to this is like choking at the thought of writing 13 pages in three days. They're like, I need at least a month. <laughs> and my roommate last year, he, he got this assignment that was due. It was his final paper, right? Okay. Yeah. So in February, he's just like, yeah, I just sat down and I finished my paper. And I'm like, the one that's due in May? He's like, yeah, it's done now. And I'm like, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> I know people like that and they horrify me. Like genuinely, I'm like, so you could have done anything you wanted to with your life all the way till May and you decided. It's, I met, a, there was a girl in high school who said something I'll never forget because like we had a project due, like, you know, one of those like high school, like they give it to you the first day, it's not due till winter break type things. And it was like before Halloween type beat. And she was like, yeah, it's done. Cause the teacher asked like, so how's everyone's doing? Let's check in on that, you procrastinators. And you know, she was like, well, mine's done. And I was like, no, it's not. And she's like, yeah, it's done. And I'm like, why? And she said, why wait till tomorrow for what you can do? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know why that is like, the most triggering thing I've ever heard in my whole life and I will always I think it took me years to stop bullying myself for not being that type of person yeah because she said that and I was like why am I not doing for you know like whatever she said you know and I'm like the answer is trauma <laughs> I don't just jump up and do things because I don't have like the mental faculties to just be jumping up and doing things like that. Yeah. So conclusion of this episode, we needed fitness 101 or fitness myths episode and a procrastination episode, but we might procrastinate on doing the procrastination episode. So we'll see what happens. We should make the procrastination episode our last episode. <laughs> yes. <laughs> For however long this podcast lasts. So we'll see. Yeah. We can make it for the time that we're in Baltimore together. Yes. Soon. Not us drafting the end of the podcast in front of the podcast. 
<laughs> Turn off the cameras. <laughs> Cuts to the ukulele outro. Oh my gosh. Cameras and a podcast. Okay. So with that, make sure you leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts if you have the chance. It really helps other people find the show. Also, share it with your friends, your family, anybody who might benefit from this advice. And yeah, so I hope you all have a great week and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you so much for listening to Harmony and Healing. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Harmony and Healing Podcast. And you can find me personally at The Jazzy Tubist on Facebook and Instagram and at my website, jasminepiggott.com. And you can find me on Instagram as at radiant underscore trumpeter. Thank you for listening and see you next Thursday. Sorry, I'm like getting a mindset together, you know, okay. feeling the mood. Okay. Hello, welcome to the Harmony and Healing podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care with health and wellness. I'm Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, certified personal trainer, writer, and now podcaster coming to you from Baltimore, Maryland. Ah, Maryland. With my co- Okay, I'm just going to redo that. <laughs> okay, doke. Okay. Take two. Hello, welcome to the Harmony and Healing podcast, a podcast about music, health, wellness, and activism that will help you to find balance between life as a musician and self-care with health and wellness. I'm Jazzy Piggott, a tuba player, certified personal trainer, writer, and now podcaster coming to you from Baltimore. Baltimore. Why can't I say Baltimore? <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like one of those like um, outtakes where like you just like always mess up Baltimore every run. Yeah, this is probably going to be like the, the button at the end of the episode right now. Like, <laughs> okay. Take three. More time. Wait, wait. Hello. Say Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. <laughs> okay, let's try running it. Okay.